Hello and welcome to the Better Than I Found It podcast. I'm Mike McGraw, the men's golf coach at Baylor University and your host today. Joining me on the podcast today is Baylor golfer Travis McEnroe from Plano, Texas. Travis and I have a really good discussion about his time at Baylor, how he got to Baylor to begin with, his recruitment before I even got here, and certainly uh, two U.S. Amateur Championships where he made match play both years. But what I really enjoy about this conversation today is Travis pays particular tribute to several teammates that have really been a big part of his development as a player, but more importantly as a person. So he he gives them credit for challenging him, pushing him, and just doing a lot to help him develop into a better person and a better golfer. So without any further ado, I'd like to get to the interview with Travis McEnroe. Travis McEnroe, Baylor golfer, welcome to the Better Than I Found It podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Coach. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, you know, today is is pretty special for me because we started a series this winter of our Baylor senior golfers. We started with Colin Cober, Cooper Dossey. We're going to interview you now and then Ryan Ryder at a later time. And just kind of highlighting who you are because we don't play in front of crowds. So, a lot of Baylor fans don't really get to know a golfer very well. And so I think this is a great opportunity for them to do that. Uh, you're a very interesting guy, and you also have a lot of really great things about you that I want to get said in today's podcast. I'm going to say some of them. I'm not sure what you got <laughs> planned, but, you know, I can't wait to hear yeah. it. So uh, yeah, just sounds good to me. take us back to kind of how you got into the game. What got you started? What age were you? Just tell that whole story. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in West Plano, uh, just north of Dallas, and um, kind of got into the game around the time of uh, 1999 or 2000, so that would put me at about two and a half, so pretty young. Um, I played a lot of sports when I was growing up, but golf was always you know, something that I was really interested in, but uh, my dad uh, sort of got me into the game and introduced me to it uh, kind of around the time that Tiger started to really dominate the professional scene. Um, and sort of come onto the scene. Uh, so he started getting into golf, you know, a little bit before I was born and kind of introduced my brother to the game and I to the game around the same time. And so um, I just kind of started uh, taking the plastic golf clubs and the wiffle balls around to my brother's soccer practices and everything, just getting the motion and uh, kind of, you know, getting the feel of everything. But uh, yeah, I would say that my dad introduced me to the game and uh, my brother and I would always, you know, try to one-up each other as we were growing up so yeah I was going to ask you about your brother Trevor uh probably about five years older than you I think yeah Trevor came to the to my Oklahoma State golf camp uh, a couple of years in the early 2000s and so you weren't on the scene yet as far as you know coming to a golf camp but uh, he actually came on an, an official visit years later and I think he brought the whole family including you you were just a little guy yeah yeah yeah, I think that would put me somewhere around, I don't even know, maybe eight years old or something like that, um, or maybe a little bit older. But yeah, I remember taking that long drive up to Stillwater to go go around and see uh, the campus and everything. And I don't remember much about the visit, but I do remember going to a steakhouse. So that would, I know that was part of the official. <laughs> yeah, I, I took you all to the Ranchers Club right on campus. It was a, a 
a steakhouse run by the students in their hotel and restaurant management. Uh, really? Degree. Wow. Yeah. So they did a really wonderful job. I, I missed that place, but yeah, but uh, so I do remember that. And, and I, I assumed all along that Trevor and you, even though there was a big age difference, he had to have some, you know, role in your development as a player, whether it was the competition or whatever, describe that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, just where I started out practicing was out at uh, Glen Eagles country club in Plano. And so um, my brother and I would always go out there and, you know, play matches and practice, uh, you know, just develop our games together. And of course, you know, younger brothers always trying to beat the older brother growing up. And so, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was great to have, you know, a guy that I was always competing against that guy being my brother. And so, um, you know, I always wanted to, you know, try to best him and whatever it is, you know, whether that was you know, just something we were doing around the house or, uh, going out to the golf course. And so it was great for my uh, development growing up and, uh, always trying to push me to, you know, try to do a little bit better when I went out and practice or when I went and played with him on the course or even his friends. Um, I came, I became close with, uh, a lot of his buddies uh, who he got close with through uh, being in high school and Plano West golf and everything like that. And so it was great to have guys who were, you know, always, you know, physically better than me or, you know, had more practice and that type of thing. So it was good for my development um, out there on Eagles and then uh, switching over to TPC Craig Ranch and McKinney, um, kind of a bigger golf course, but, you know, still that feeling of, you know, okay, you know, I only carry the ball, you know, 230 yards right now or whatever, you know, however far I carried it when I was 12, but, um, you know, teeing up from further back and trying to beat my brother from the same tees and everything. So, uh, yeah, it was always good to have my brother around for that competitive drive and, you know, trying to get to the next level. So. Right. And my older brother, Tim did the same. He was only three years older than I was, but not five, but he did provide a great amount of competition. I wasn't nearly as good as my older brother, but I saw what he did and he won the state junior and the Texas Oklahoma junior and state high school. He was a really good player in Oklahoma. Yeah. But, but you played, um, you play, I'm sure you played a lot of different junior tours as a kid growing up, eventually making it to what is considered one of the top junior tours in the state, the legends junior tour, you played that and, and you uh, had a lot of success there uh, to talk about that little transition going to a little bit higher level golf. Yeah. So again, when I was younger, uh, you know, with the, uh, what is it? The TJGT and uh, the North Texas PGA tour. Um, I would always try to play, uh, especially when I was, you know, eight and nine years old, maybe 10 years old, I would always try to play in the age division up, which, you know, a lot of parents do with their kids to try to see if they can compete with the older guys. But um, yeah, there's a lot of great golf in the Texas area, especially in the DFW area. And um, yeah, the, the legends tour uh, did a lot for me and it's done a lot for a lot of uh, golfers in Texas um, just because they provide a lot of, a lot of uh, well-run tournaments in a lot of different areas in the state of Texas. And, you know, there's plenty of golf courses to choose from. So, um, yeah, I played a lot on that tour, uh, especially around, you know, my mid teenage years, kind of just developing my game and, um, kind of transitioning into high school golf and that type of thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, going around and playing the different courses that they host the tournaments at. Right. And, and, you know, you eventually, uh, won the state high school championship in Texas, which I want to talk about in a second when you were a senior at Plano high, but I want to talk a little bit about my recruitment of you, which is very, very different. So yeah. 
your brother came on that visit. Um, and, but, but I had seen you before you, your brother ever visited. I, I, um, I knew who your brother was cause he'd come to golf camp and I was down at Brookhaven over spring break watching a junior golf tournament. And I happened upon you on a hole, a par three over water. I don't know what hole it was. Yeah. I think it's uh, number 17 on the master's course. Okay. Well, there, and, and you had out a driver <laughs> and you just yeah, this driver as hard as you could hit it. It carried the water <laughs> by about three feet and rolled up to about six feet for a birdie. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was a solid shot. Yeah. That's all I could say, but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I knew who you were, um, you know, for my brother's visits to Oklahoma state and, you know, just, Oklahoma State at that time was experiencing a lot of success. So I think everyone in the in the game of golf, especially, you know, around the southern areas of the US knew, you know, Oklahoma State, Coach McGraw, Coach Holder, all those types of things. And so um, yeah, there are a couple of uh funny encounters that I had with you. But yeah, starting with that driver I hit on that par three. <laughs> well, I remember that shot me very well. And I think you have a pretty vivid memory of the junior world in San Diego. Now let me let me preface that by saying I was over at Torrey Pines watching the older age group, couldn't find any players that were either available or good enough or just couldn't find a player I was interested in. So I thought I'll go over to that other golf course where the younger age groups are playing and watch some golf today instead. And yeah. I happened upon this kid from Dallas, Texas, <laughs> <laughs> Travis McEnroe again. And yeah. so describe that day. Yeah. So I, I can't remember, you know, which course or, um, or, you know, which round or whatever, but I know I was out there for junior worlds and, um, you know, always going out to California is great trip, you know, awesome, awesome area and great golf courses. So, uh, so I remember, I think it was, uh, just kind of a later point in the round and, or maybe I was making the turn. It was later in one of the nines and, um, I was coming off the green and walking over to the next tee. And it's this par four that, you know, goes over some sand traps and takes a little dog leg right up to the green. And, um, I kind of see this, this guy just kind of sitting on the tee box. And I'm like, I think that's coach McGraw, but, uh, I'm, I'm not going to make a judgment before I get any closer. So, uh, started, you know, walking closer. Of course, you know, I see the, you know, the, the, uh, Oklahoma state logo, you know, on the shirt, on the hat and everything. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's coach McGraw. And, uh, you know, the, the tee box, uh, for that specific hole was not very wide. Um, probably about, you know, 15 feet wide or so from T marker to T marker. And, um, I'm walking up and I see you're, you're kind of close to, uh, to the playing area. So I get up there and, uh, you know, a lot of college coaches have the move where, you know, they lay down, you know, if they're getting tired throughout the round of that type of thing, you know, kind of just take a seat without uh, having a seat on the ground and, uh, you're sitting, you know, maybe, two two feet from uh the right team marker and i'm like that's a little close for for a coach but i'm just gonna go ahead and play this tee shot and see what he thinks but uh i think i had a good one and uh, i don't know i guess i guess you like the, the in, golf in my defense when you walk every day and stand and walk and stand and walk for a whole summer it's sometimes you just kind of want to sit down you know and so that's what i was doing <laughs> So, yeah, it was, it was definitely something that stuck in my head over all these years. Because <laughs> right, and so I didn't, I, I didn't think much more about it. You were still too young to even recruit or call or write or anything. So I, uh, I didn't give it much more thought. Lost my job at Oklahoma State about a year, about a year later, 
and went to Alabama for a year. So I lost track of you altogether. And when I got the job at Baylor in 2000, uh, June of 2014, Greg Priest, the coach that I replaced, told me you were one of his verbal commitments. So I thought, man, this is full cycle, full circle. <laughs> this guy just won't go away. <laughs> yeah, just won't go away. And so um, I did call you and told you I would, I would, you know, honor that commitment that Coach Priest had made to you and your commitment to Baylor. And so here we are, basically almost six and a half years later. But you know, I was yeah. pretty thrilled because, yeah, I mean, tell me a little bit about how you, Greg Priest and Ryan Blagg recruited you because I think that was a little unusual as well. Yeah, so uh, growing up, I didn't have much of an allegiance to any school or any golf program uh, like you know some some kids do, especially a lot of kids at uh, Baylor do. Uh, it seems like you know every third person I meet is the second generation or third generation uh, Baylor Bear. But um, yeah, growing up, uh, you know my dad uh, went to A and M and uh, went to SMU for grad school, and then my mom is from Pittsburgh, so she went to uh, Pitt for college and then moved back down to Dallas. But um, yeah, growing up uh, playing golf, just kind of you know trying to show my game at these different golf tournaments and uh, you know see where I could go. And so uh, played a golf tournament. Uh, on the Legends Tour that we were talking about earlier down here at Ridgewood. And I hadn't met either of uh, Coach Blagg or Coach Priest before the golf event and um, found myself playing pretty well in, uh, in the first round there and uh, saw Coach Blagg off the green on number four. So I just in my approach shot, I'm like, I kind of made a practice of, you know, whatever college coach I saw to walk up, you know, introduce myself. Hi, I'm Travis McEnroe. Nice to meet you. And, you know, I, I know there's all these rules with, uh, you know, college coaches not being able to walk up to a player and say, hey, I'm this person or I coach this program. I want you to do this. And so I kind of made an effort to put myself out there. But yeah, I found myself playing pretty well in that round. And um, I'd taken a couple unofficials to uh, A&M and also to University of Arizona. And so I'm stumbling upon, you know, Baylor's home course, Ridgewood Country Club. And uh, 63 that day, by the way. There's flag. Yeah. Yeah. So I was playing pretty well that day. And um, yeah, just going throughout the round, I introduced myself to Coach Blagg and uh, played, I think I maybe two putted for par on that hole, or maybe I made it. I don't know. And uh, played number five and then walked up into six fairway. And I guess uh, Coach Blag had told Coach Priest that, you know, he wanted him to watch me. And so, because uh, I guess he knew what I was at, or maybe he saw my golf swing and he was like, wow, that's great. But uh, um, <laughs> so I just remember uh, remember that experience and then taking a, an official visit down here, I think a week later, um, back down to Waco and uh, went around, saw the campus. Um, first time I'd ever stepped foot on Baylor's campus. Uh, and obviously, you know, the business school, you know, everything that was developing around Baylor at the time and, you know, things were going great. And so I was like, you know, this, this campus is an hour and a half, hour 45 South of where I live. I can still come back and see my coach. I can still see my parents, but you know, they're not too close. So, you know, not mm -hmm. dropping off dinner every other night, that type of thing. But, um, yeah, just just seemed like a great fit. And uh, coaches liked me. I liked the campus. You know, I liked where everything was going with the program. So, yeah, I was fortunate enough to be offered on that same day. And um, yeah, the, the rest is history. And uh, it's just kind of, you know, 
fell into your life again a few months later. Well, and that's the beauty of it is, you know, there I accepted this commitment from you, but you still had literally two years before you were going to be on campus. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty young. That was the spring of my sophomore year in high school. It was, yeah, it was right after. So, which is kind of the, the, I guess, you know, kind of the effect of Brad Dalkey committing really young, you know, when he was about 12 or barely 13 or something around that time. So I, I knew that it was pretty young for a commitment. Well, and you were still playing good golf, and I, I got a real shot in the arm when two years later you were playing the state high school championship, and you were uh, paired with Colin Cober, who had already committed to Baylor as well. So both yeah. of you, well, both of you had already signed, and you shot a really good final round, and you won the state high school championship that day by a shot over Colin. So, yeah, so um, I remember in the first round we weren't paired together, uh, and you know I. I had started playing golf, uh, high school golf at Prestonwood Christian um, in uh, ninth and 10th grade and uh, was fortunate enough to play some good golf there. And then I uh, wanted to, you know, step up in competition because, you know, private, I, I forget what it's called. I think it's TAPS uh, 5A is what I was playing in, you know, has a lot of good players and namely Will Zalatoris played at Trinity Christian. So played a lot of golf against him and some other great players that went on to do some good things in college and now pro obviously for will playing great golf recently, but, um, yeah, going to UIL, uh, the next year, just kind of wanted to step up in competition a little bit. And so, um, yeah, I played a lot of golf against, uh, Colin. I didn't know him, uh, very well from, you know, the summer golf circuits, you know, legends junior tour and HAGA and that types of things, but I didn't run across him, but, uh, Played a lot of high school golf against him. He played at South Lake, and uh, I was obviously playing at West. And we had a couple of good teams um, around that same time period. His team, I think his team in 2015, when they won, uh, they had something like eight or nine uh, D1 signees or commits on the same team, which is kind of incredible. But um, yeah, the next, and he obviously won individual that year. Um, and then the next year, uh, Plano West had a pretty solid team, and uh, I was fortunate enough to play some good golf and uh, won the, the state championship that day. But I think Colin and I were paired together in the final round, and um, I remember, you know, just walking around and kind of seeing you just, you know, eyeballing your two incoming freshmen, your <laughs> two out of the three incoming freshmen. So, Well, interestingly enough, I think you guys played with or around Johnny Kiefer. Uh, he was really? a you know, yeah, 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 they're further south than we are, so we didn't see him, I guess, outside of the state championship. Right. But, um, and I didn't know Johnny at the time, but yeah, just another great player at the same tournament. So, yeah, well, you know, that brings to to a point that I'd like to make is one of the things that Coach Black and I did when I first got here was we kind of started trying to focus our attention in the state of Texas because we thought there were a lot of really good players, and yeah, I, I think you played a lot of junior golf against Ryan Grider, who's a senior now. You played a ton against. Colin Cover, you played a lot of junior golf against Cooper Dossie yeah. and Ryan yeah. Greider. So you, you, all of you guys saw each other growing up in, at various tours and tournaments and whatever. And so there you are competing against Colin at the state championship. He's the defending champion and then you win it. So I've got the, the two state high school champion, you know, re reigning state champions coming to, to Baylor and yeah. was really excited about that. But but you've been Colin's roommate or he's been your roommate for five years. That's, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just to go back on uh, Ryan and Cooper, that same round, 
or sorry, that same tournament that I was talking about where I had met Coach Black for the first time, the Legends, like I think it was the collegiate preview was. at Ridgewood. Um, in the final round, I was paired with Ryan and Cooper in that tournament. And so, and then we all end up on the same team. So it's, you know, it's incredible how small the world is sometimes in the game of golf. But um, yeah, Colin, uh, it's been my roommate for, I guess, coming up on five years here. And um, I remember, you know, we had played a lot of high school golf against each other, but we didn't really know each other that well personally um, coming into college. But yeah, it's been, you know, great having him as a close friend over the last five years. And um, yeah, he's obviously walk through a lot of experiences that we've had uh together over college so you know obviously great guy great work ethic um in school and uh on the golf course so um yeah i've been fortunate to know him and uh have him as a close friend over all these years you know but yeah it's pretty incredible to, to have the same roommate for you know five years all the way through college it's just kind of worked out that way that's really rare and although you guys have similar personalities you also have a lot of things that are a lot different from each other. And so, you know, to live with the same person that long in a, you know, in a closed, enclosed space like that, sometimes you, you could get on each other's nerves. You guys haven't done that. Your, your uh, relationship has grown. But one of the things you've done is you've kind of complimented each other because you're two of the most disciplined student athletes I've been around. You train out hard, you study hard, you're both great students. You uh, actually eat great. You do a great job with nutrition, which is you know, kind of rare in your generation. I mean, it's an, you're an exception to the rule, if you will. And here you are both making great grades, studying hard, working out hard, eating the right foods, living in the same apartment for five years. That's, I don't know if I'll coach that very often because usually the personalities are really different and the, the way they go about their business is very, you know, different. So I, I've been yeah. impressed with the way you both complimented each other on that. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, and yeah, when you, when you kind of develop a team with, you know, 10 or I, I remember our junior year it was I think or my junior year it was 10 guys all from the state of Texas you know you kind of get you can definitely get a lot of different personalities but yeah Colin and I are very similar in a lot of different a lot of different ways so I've been fortunate to have him as a close friend over the, all these years so yeah that's great and you mentioned you know you played with Ryan and Cooper at that Ridgewood uh, Legends yeah. so yeah. I want you to talk about two events in college that have been, they weren't college events, but it was a U.S. amateur in consecutive years and how small the world is when 3,000 people <laughs> in the U.S. amateur at various sites around the country and they yeah. all qualify and you have to get to the final. Then you have to play 36 holes at the U.S. Am to make match play. And who did you meet in the first round of the 2019 U.S. Am at Southern or at uh, Pinehurst? Yeah. So I, I'm a, uh... You know, going out there to my first USAM, first USGA event, actually. And um, yeah, it's obviously, you know, an incredible place. Uh, Pinehurst number two, you know, has been a host to, I think, when I played the USAM there, I think it was its 10th USGA event. And, um, you know, many US Opens, many USAMs, and, uh, and a women's US Open, too. And so it was obviously you know a great trip uh those two trips that i've had to the usams were obviously two of the better trips that i've had you know just all around experience because you know pinehurst and bandon dunes the next year you know obviously golf destinations for anyone playing golf in the u.s or outside the u.s even but um yeah so i i go through the first two rounds of stroke play there kind of kind of just make my way around the golf course uh on number four shoot even i think in the 
in the first round of stroke play and then go to number two and you know probably one of the hardest golf courses that i've played in approach shots the greens there are just incredibly slopy and they're massive but the playing area on the greens is so small because probably three or four yards in on every green it slopes off into you know a collection area and so and obviously they have the north south there every year and so a lot of amateur golfers have gone out there and played but um yeah so i go through the first two rounds of stroke play and uh and i'm kind of looking at the the um the leaderboard to kind of you know see you know who who am i going to play you know I think I finished tied for 42nd or something in stroke play. I don't know. Good enough to move on to match play in that year. But um, yeah, they they didn't finish the round in uh, on the first day. And so they had to come back for a playoff in the next day. And I'm kind of looking at the sheet and I'm like, all right, well, I, I'm going to play a top seed because I finished, you know, kind of in the lower two thirds of stroke play. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, and I'm looking at Cooper and he played great. I think he finished fourth or third in stroke play that year. And um, obviously he had won the North South there earlier that summer. And so, you know, had a lot of great mojo around that golf course and uh, had had a lot of match play experience. And so I get to the putting green the next morning and they wrap up the playoff and I'm looking at the pairing sheet and who do I see? I see, <laughs> T dot back and row versus C dot Dossie. I'm playing Cooper in the first round of match play, who at the time was going to be, I had just lived with him the year before here in this same apartment. And I was living with him the next year too, that upcoming year. And uh, out of all the guys that I could have played out of the 64 guys that made match play that year, I'm playing Cooper who, you know, obviously a great player, went on to have a phenomenal year finalist for the Haskins uh, in that upcoming college season and first-team All-American playing some great golf. And, um, yeah, I'm playing him in the first round of match play on the same course that he had won, you know, a very similar style tournament, I think, a month before or a month and a half earlier. And so, yeah, that was that was talk about small world. So yeah, but nonetheless, so you, yeah, small world, you're playing against a college teammate, roommate, that type of thing. But this was your first USGA event. So to make match play was a great accomplishment. And it would have been <laughs> awesome if you could have played somebody else beside a teammate. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I show up on show up on the, the putting green and I didn't see Cooper maybe until, you know, 25 minutes before we went yeah. off because, you know, he's on the putting green. I'm on the range, you know, opposite. So uh, he walks up and he's like, what's up, bro? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm just like, you know, Hey, I mean, I, I hope we both play great today, but I, I want to beat you by one. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, we go out and I, I think, uh, you know, obviously my first USGA event, first time making match play at USAM. And, um, yeah, this is back when they allowed people on the golf course before COVID and everything. And so there were a lot of people on the first tee, um, out there at number two, and probably one of, you know, obviously it's the first round of match play. You haven't really done anything yet, but probably one of the more nervous times that I've been um, on the golf course, you know, just everything that was happening is honestly pretty funny too, you know, just playing Cooper. Uh, but um, yeah, it was, it was a great experience all around that trip. Yeah. And, well, we were proud Baylor bears to have two guys playing in the first round of match play against each other. And it was too bad that you could you had to play each other, but that's the yeah. way it goes. So fast forward a year, 
to Bandon Dunes in the middle of COVID, uh, unusual testing that had to be done, you know, like all these tournaments since the return to golf has been unusual, yeah. but you were very, very thankful and fortunate to be playing the USAM at Bandon Dunes. Oh, yeah. And I think you actually played a lot better in the, in the uh, stroke play qualifying than you did even the year before. Yeah. So, um, like you said, you know, everything surrounding COVID and kind of going into that summer, uh, coming off the spring season, you know, everything being canceled around March 15th and, uh, you know, just kind of going around, you know, looking at the calendar, the weeks go by, not really sure what kind of schedule you're going to have that summer. And so, um, I remember, you know, it being kind of around early June and tournaments were saying, you know, we're going to have it, we're going to do this, these protocols and that type of thing. But for the USAM, it was really run like a PGA Tour event with uh, testing before you went, um, testing when you got there, uh, temperature checks every day, you know, it was a really safe environment. The USGA did a great job of putting that event on. But um, yeah, you know, going out to Bandon Dunes, obviously it was, it was a great trip, uh, type of golf that I hadn't played before. Um, very Lynx style golf course. And I remember playing with, uh, coach McKell, uh, one of coach McKell's players over there at Texas tech, Sandy Scott, um, in the, uh, they had a par three contest. And so, uh, I kind of went around and obviously I'm, I'm close friends with Andy Lopez who plays on, um, plays on uh, the same team as Sandy. And I was asking him about the golf and I was like, you know, is this pretty similar to what you see back home? And he was like, yeah, pretty much the exact same thing. So I knew that he was going to go on and play well that week, but um, yeah, great trip. Uh, obviously a couple of great golf, golf courses that we played, uh, Bandon Dunes and Bandon Trails, but uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to be playing some good golf and uh, performed pretty well in the first round and uh, kind of locked up a good seed in uh stroke play going into match play but um yeah it was it was a great um great trip and obviously very thankful to you know play well in that type of stage so yeah and i don't know how many guys i know there's a it's a certain number that made match play in each of the last two u.s amateurs i don't know what that number is but nonetheless very significant accomplishment for you so congratulations on that but yeah. i was going to ask again about one of your teammates colin cobra because you have lived together for five years straight every single year. What do you think is the best thing you've done for Colin in his, in his uh, development as a player? And what do you think he's given you? So if you could talk to both of those. Wow. So I think that Colin has done a great job of uh, developing himself. You know, he's obviously an extremely intelligent guy, um, has a 4.0 all the way through undergrad and all the way through grad school, about to graduate this semester with it. So um, obviously tremendous work ethic, um, really good at handling all the responsibilities in his life. And, um, I think that, you know, if there, if there would be you know, one thing that everybody kind of wanted him to develop on was, uh, and you kind of harped on it on him as well. And his first couple of years was, he was a little, I guess, negative at times, but, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, trying to help him along that. And I know that Cooper also did a great job and, and, uh, you know, walking alongside with us, you know, in, in each of our development throughout these years. But, um, yeah, I guess that's just one thing that, you know, I've kind of played a small part in and, um, tried to, you know, you know, when you're on a college team, you try to help all the guys around you to some extent, but, um, yeah, I guess that's one thing that he's developed throughout college uh, that was different when he first came in. But um, 
I guess that's speaking to Colin. And then uh, for me, you know, I think that just being around a guy that is, you know, such a great worker and has, you know, such great structure is obviously, you know, rubbed off on every, everybody. And uh, it's definitely rubbed off on me over the last few years that I've lived with him and, you know, been around him every day. Uh, so obviously very thankful to have, you know, a guy like that on the team and um, yeah, just kind of, you know, having more structure and, you know, more discipline and all that types of things uh, for, which is great in any facet of life, you know, in school, on the golf course, off the golf course, you know, anything. So I think he's done that for me even. I mean, I think, you know, I'm a pretty disciplined guy anyway, but I mean, he's just that way. So, but I, I wouldn't say you had too far to go in that area. You, you're a pretty disciplined <laughs> guy. So yeah. I think he enhanced what you were doing and gave you maybe a little more structure than you would have had. But either way you look at it, you guys have both poured into each other and made each other better, which is what you need to do uh, as a collegiate athlete is, is use the teammates you have as the best resource. I can't yep. provide a better resource for you than to give you uh, a teammate like Colin Cobra or a teammate like Cooper Dossie or Ryan Greider or Johnny Kiefer or whomever, just yeah. all the guys we put around you, those are important resources. So, yeah. yeah. And they're definitely guys that you spend, you know, every day with on and off the golf course. You know, I've, I, uh, I major in accounting as well and I'm doing the same grad degree that he is. And so, um, you know, we've, we've had a lot of classes together. We spent a lot of time together uh, in the classroom and on the golf course, practicing out of the Billy and, you know, in the weight room and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a testament to, you know, having good guys around you and, you know, you're kind of the average of the people you hang out with. And so, um, it's always good to have people who are better than you in different things, you know, in your circle. So, you know, one of the things that's probably underplayed, uh, what you've added to the Baylor golf program, as you've been here, I want to say this to all of our listeners, You've actually worked very, very hard to get your GPA, which I'm not allowed to say what your GPA is, but it's very high. And that's come through great effort and great sacrifice because I know you have sacrificed. So I want to thank you in front of everybody right here. You, you've yeah. worked hard to get that. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, it's it's not as good as a lot of other uh, people in the accounting program here. Obviously, they, they have a great uh, accounting and business law program here at Baylor. But, you know, just try to... Uh, to do my work in the classroom and, you know, see where that can take me. So, well, I think it's made you a better golfer to be that greatest student. So, but okay. So here we get to our last, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of more questions before we do a speed round to finish on. But yeah, the, the question I'd like to ask is you've got to be excited. You're, you're playing in your last semester at Baylor. So pro golf is on the other side. We'll talk about that in a second, but you know, what do you think this team could accomplish this year? I mean, in your opinion, just be honest about what you think we could do. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have incredible talent um, and we have a lot of, you know, surprising depth on the team as well. There, there are not a lot of teams in uh, college golf that have, you know, great players, you know, all the way through. And so, um, I mean, obviously I think that we can have a lot of success uh, coming down the stretch here in the regular season, or I guess not coming down the stretch. We're just getting started here, but um, I mean, ideally you want to go into the national championship and you want to make something happen for the team. And I think that we have the talent to make that happen and to go out there and win. And so, um, it's all about just, you know, getting the guys who were, um, who are fortunate enough to be in that position, getting them, you know, goal oriented around that and making sure that everyone's on the same page leading into the postseason. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we can go out there and, 
uh, won the national championship out there and uh, out there in Arizona. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that this team can really do anything that they put their mind to. We have a lot of great players, you know, obviously Cooper's great player. Ryan's having, you know, phenomenal season. Um, Johnny's playing some great golf. He was in, uh, I think it was an honorable mention all, all American last year. So, right. you know, whenever you have, you know, great players that are, you know, doing good things every time they go out and play golf, it's obviously, you know, a great asset to have going into the postseason. So I think if we can all um, kind of, like you were saying earlier, kind of pour into each other as the, the tournaments get, you know, a little closer together and you're um, going out and playing against some of the better teams in the country. Um, I think if we can all just kind of, you know, get on the same track, then uh, we can have a lot of success uh, going into the postseason. So. I love it. I love it. I, th I think you're right. I think this team will do some special things. So you're a part of that. We appreciate that so much, but so it is going to come to an end though, Baylor golf for you. I mean, you only get so much time on that train and yep. um, what are your plans afterwards? I think I know. Well, actually, yeah. you know, let's tell the let's tell the <laughs> listeners what, what your plans are in this summer coming up. Yeah, so I think that uh, anyone coming out of their last year in college kind of has the same, you know, game plan of what they want to do. You know, obviously, you know, world ranking and everything like that plays, plays a part in uh, getting certain exemptions and that type of thing. But um, I think that ideally anyone would want to walk out of school and have status on some type of tour that, you know, leads to the PGA tour. And so, you know, obviously with COVID and, and everything, there's, you know, difficulties in trying to travel overseas and that type of thing, but, or to different countries even, but um, yeah, there's a couple of qualifying series that uh, come up for uh, PGA tour Latin America and PGA tour Canada. Um which both of those tours happen over the summer. And so it's a great structure for college guys to go out and play, you know, a qualifying site sometime throughout the spring, usually, you know, anywhere from February to early April and uh, try to give themselves an opportunity to walk out of school with status. And so, you know, ideally that's what you would do. And that's, you know, what I hope to do. Um, luckily I got a qualifying site that doesn't conflict much with our tournament schedule out there in California, um, kind of around the third week of March. And so, uh, yeah, just, just getting myself ready for that. I know that Colin's playing in the same site and I know that Ryan's playing in a site, um, a couple weeks before. And I think that Cooper is also playing in a site a couple weeks before in Arizona. Well, we, we've all, Thanks. those are all scheduled, not against a college golf tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just trying to, you know, balance the, the travel and the quarantining and everything and try to keep everybody safe. But um, yeah, personally, you know, I would obviously love to set myself up to uh, go out to that qualifying site, play well in California for uh, this is for PJ tour Canada. And so um, go out there, play well, and uh, try to walk into the summer with some type of status uh, on a tour that, you know, puts you on a quote unquote fast track to the PGA tour, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I would love to do and try to set myself up well for pro golf. But, um, you know, there's, there's tons of options that, that are in play, you know, with COVID and, you know, what tour is going to happen what's going to happen. So, um, you know, ideally you'd like to set yourself up and walk out of school with some status. So that's yeah. kind of what I plan to do in the near future. Well, we want to wish you the best of luck there because obviously it's been your dream since you were a little boy to play the PGA Tour. And now that college will be behind you here in about three and a half months, 
uh, it's time to step out on that stage and give it a shot. So we want to yeah. wish you the best of luck there. But before no, you go, you. we're going to do a speed round. Okay. So a lot of these questions are similar to questions I've asked other guests. And so over time, Coach McKell and I are going to compile all the different answers and see what most people think. But some of yours are unique to you as well. So yeah. are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Favorite fast food? Chick-fil-A. I've actually, this is actually the same fast food that I picked up this morning. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, favorite pro athlete? Favorite pro athlete. I guess there's a little bit of recency bias, but I would say Tom Brady. Um, I mean, I've, I've always, I don't, I don't know why I was a fan of Tom Brady, you know, around the time I was growing up, but um, well, he was you know, winning. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, he's having a lot of success on the Patriots around that time, uh, you know, in the mid 2000s and, you know, all the way to now. But um, yeah, I would say Tom Brady, and, you know, talking about work ethic and everything, that guy is, you know, the model for that type of thing. So that's a good role model to have. Uh, Shawshank Redemption or Remember the Titans? You know, you might be able to guilt trip me a little bit here. I'm not a big movie guy in the first place. So, you know, Get, get, you might have to pardon me a little bit here, but I've only seen parts of the Shawshank Redemption. I haven't seen uh, what's the other one? Remember the Titans? Yeah, yeah. I, I you you can you can guilt trip me a little bit here, but I would, I would have to say remember. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd have to say Shawshank Redemption because it's the only one that I've seen parts of. So it's a great show. That's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, favorite golf course you have played? Doesn't have to be in competition. Just the favorite golf course you played. Yeah. So. I mean, this one's a close one, probably between, uh, you know, we talking about it earlier, Pinehurst number two and um, Olympia Fields, um, the North Course. Obviously, you know, we, we could play a college tournament out there and we were unable to go out there this year to uh, the Fighting Isle Nye. But um, yeah, I mean, played it uh, three times now and, um, you know, it's such a great course, um, you know, from the first tee to the 18th green. And obviously it's hosted a lot of great tournaments, you know, USAM, US Opens. So um, I'd have to say it's kind of a tie between those two, but um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's okay. what I would say. So. So those are great, great options, both of yeah. them. Uh, of course, you'd most like to play, but haven't played. Ooh. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a Dallas guy uh, growing up in Plano and I haven't gone out and played uh, Dallas National. So like I would... I guess I would say that, but, um, you know, on a national scale, I, I would probably say maybe Oakmont. Mm -hmm. I think Oakmont is obviously a great side. And I think the USAM is there this year talking about USAMs all the time here, but, um, no, it's a great, great venue. What a golf. Yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite, uh, coach McGraw quirk. Favorite coach McGraw quirk. Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah, Mikel's over there doing the, I wanted, <laughs> yeah. So I, I would, I would, I mean, everybody knows, you know, legendary eating ability of coach McGraw. Um, but, and you know, it's, it's just on full display at every, at every meal, you know, and you know, the, the diet that you're, you're going on recently, you know, obviously, you know, props to you trying to take care of your health, but the, the talent, the raw ability has not <laughs> left. And so we were out, we we're out at a tournament recently, a couple of days ago, actually. And uh you got some tremendous ability to eat some ice cream, I gotta say it. So okay. <laughs> yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of guests have said that because once you witness it, it's it's kind of uh, something you can't forget. It, it's just pure greatness. I mean, there's <laughs> there's no other way to put it. It's just pure raw athletic ability to eat Thank ice cream. You. So <laughs> all right, baker fish for you. 
Steak or fish? I would say steak. I would say right. steak. Well, you're a Texas boy. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So a serious question. Best advice you'd have for any junior golfer that's aspiring to play college golf? Just just the best piece of advice you could give a young player. I would say, um, you know, obviously get yourself into the game. Make sure make sure that you love what you're doing because, um, you know, you got to have that inner passion and inner determination to put yourself through, you know, the bad times. Cause there, there are going to be bad times, you know, throughout your career. If you play golf long enough, everybody experiences it. But, um, I would say, you know, for junior golfers looking to play college golf, um, make sure you find a school that's a great fit, you know, for your golf, you know, obviously the coaching staff and the guys on the team and where you're playing and everything, but also find, try to find a school that can, educate you and develop you as a person. And obviously Baylor has done a great job of that with me um, and a great job of that for a lot of other guys on the team and not just on the team, you know, any student um, that comes here to this school. But, um, you know, and I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, a school that develops me, you know, athletically, academically and personally. But um, yeah, I'd definitely say try to find some type of fit that, kind of meets all those requirements and can, you know, develop you for the next step because, you know, that's pretty much what you're getting ready for is you're always trying to get ready for the next step, whether that's, you know, a junior golfer trying to play on a national stage or, you know, a really successful junior golfer trying to go to amateur or college. And, you know, eventually you're trying to take the next step to pro. And so um, definitely just try to surround yourself with a collegiate program and a school that can develop you and not just athletically, because sometimes you can have a little bit of a, you know, the blinders on when you're trying to find, you know, a great, you know, athletic program to go and play for, but um, try to find a school that can, or try to find a program that can develop you athletically, a school that can develop you academically and also personally. So that's what I would say about that. Good advice. Good advice. So the final question I have for you on the speed round, Okay. Your dream for some you and three other players. So you got to pick three players. They could be dead or alive, golfers or non-golfers, whatever. Three people you want to play golf with. Okay. So mine's going to be all golfers. Okay. Um, so obviously Tiger Woods. I mean, I think anybody's going to say Tiger Woods, but um, I would say Tiger Woods. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, Xander Shoffley. Mm, um, good obviously great players has had a lot of uh, great recent success on the PGA tour. Um, and I try to model, you know, a few things about my game around things that he does, uh, you know, great, great player, but, um, I would have to say tiger, uh, Xander and, um, you know, I'm going to throw you into the mix here, Coach McGraw. I'm going to say, I'm going to put you in the dream, dream golf force in there. <laughs> so <laughs> go out there and tee it up. I haven't been fortunate enough to go do that over my career. And I know we that, you know, golf rounds are slim pickings for you. You work so hard, but, uh, you know, I'm going to throw you in there. Might as well. Okay. I'm honored. I want to, we're going to make that happen. I'll get Xander and Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just call them up. You got those guys in your contacts, don't you? I do. Why not? <laughs> hey, uh, listen, Travis, you've been great today. I appreciate it. I'm really, really excited about the next three and a half months for you, me, and all your teammates and Coach McKell and everybody involved with Baylor Golf. But thank you for the commitment you've given us for four and three quarters years so far. And let's uh, let's get this thing to the finish line. 
Yeah, yeah, it's obviously, it's been a, a great ride so far and, uh, you know, just trying to develop myself in the next step. And uh, thank you for having me on today. I appreciate making the time, so. Absolutely, well, sick and bears, Travis, take care. Yeah, sick and bears. Sick and bears.